yeah, yeah, what's good, what's good, man? You know it's been a minute. Welcome to another edition of Politrick here on the Got What You Need Network, man. Um, I've been MIA for a minute, partially about the schedule, but more just about being turned off by black people right now. And what I mean by that is it just amazes me what we get upset about and what we kind of shrug off. And it always depends on if somebody that looks like us is benefiting from it. And I'll give you an example. Remember the whole PPP, like, you know, hoorah and everything. And everybody was, you know, trying to expose people. (laughs) No plug to that dope show we got jumping off on Roku over there on Gwen TV (laughs) every Sunday. But we wanted to expose everybody who we knew who got a PPP loan who I guess didn't have, who, who didn't actually generate paychecks to be p- protected. But then, as more information came out and we started to find out that like, Ruth Chris Steakhouse and good music and um, some fake company um, in DC connected to um, Jared and Ivanka Trump that, you know, was supposed to be making masks, who never made masks before or whatever. And then Jared and Ivanka and Steve Mnuchin, and we found out that they had like almost a half a billion dollars, you know, forgiven. Nobody said a damn thing. Nobody was pissed. Nobody was like, where's my tax money at? You know, nobody complained about, you know, if I got to work, you know, they should too. And none of that, none of that, you know, everything was cool. And I equate that to what's going on in Mississippi right now. Remember some months back, a famous coach, Coach Prime, Decided to move on to green, greener pastures <laughs> in Colorado. Greener pastures, boy. Oh, he's doubling time just a day. It's crazy. But look, um, he's now the coach of the Colorado Buffaloes, making more money, um, you know, better facilities, so on and so forth. And obviously, moving from a division, moving to a Division One school um, powerhouse from an HBCU, you know, those things are going to be going to naturally be true but so many people had so much to say oh he's a sellout told you you know he wasn't really real and this that and the other and no matter how much he pointed out how Jackson State was messing up the money how they was being unfair how they were violating like their own contracts and agreement how they were illegally misappropriating funds and different stuff like that or whatever. Um, All I saw was, you know, murals being defaced and 
all these different TikToks and this, that, and the other. Now, I will say that the, I guess the, it, it might have been 50-50 in regards to support versus those that were, um, you know, attacking him or whatever. So I want to be fair. I'm not going to say that, you know, the majority or anything like that. But just, it was so much noise around it. Like, so much noise around it. Now, we fast forward to today, and the State House of Mississippi just passed a law that basically carves out a area, a majority all-white area of Jackson, and basically gives it its own law. Now, Jackson... <laughs> Is is eighty one percent black, but now you're gonna take a, the white the white area of Jackson and, and make it like its own zone. They're gonna have their own judges, own police, and basically taking it back to to Jim Crow. And you would think that, and, and this is while simultaneously there's an attempted hostile takeover of the state capital of Jackson. Um, by, by some outside entities, you know, but we don't have enough time to talk about that as well. So you're here to tell me that they're basically testing um, Jim Crow style law in the state. And you don't hear no kind of outrage, no kind of like outreach or attempted outreach from people in the state to people outside the state in regards to like, yo, what's going on? Yo, you don't see what's going on in my state, yo? Like, I like I don't hear anything from from native artists from Mississippi like, yo, yo, Scott, yo, bring more attention to this on your show, on your radio show, bring more attention to this, you know, on your podcast. None of that. I don't, I don't hear, I don't see none of the extra tomfoolery that was going on when a football coach decided to take a promotion. But now, with your state going back into the 40s and 50s, it's church mouse quiet out of the Magnolia State. I don't... I, I just... I just don't get it. I've seen people from other states have more to say about it than the people who who live there. Y'all have the same capabilities as we do, and, and you post about everything else. Sports. Lil Wayne the Goat. You know, um, Yo, Yo Gotti's forehead. You know, all this other nonsense. <clears throat> but when your state government in broad daylight, right in your face, <clears throat> is doing a test run to then take the state entirely back to a place that we thought we had left long, long ago. 
So um, this bill has to now go to the Senate, where it's, it's very likely to pass as well, and then obviously to the governor, where they wouldn't have even drawn up this. Um, they wouldn't even drawn up this bill if um, the if if they didn't know that the governor was going to sign. So. Um, We'll see what happens as it gets closer and closer to full passage, what will happen then. But the lack of noise um, out of that state right now is deafening and it's really, really um, disappointing. I'll just leave it at that. We were... um, I don't know, maybe four or five episodes ago. I know it's been a minute since I've been on. We were talking about the the, the made up migrant crisis. Um, you know, at the no, no, that's not fair. I won't say made up migrant crisis, but I, what I will say is it's being unfairly put in the lap of President Biden when it's an issue that yes the government the federal government could be doing more but the the border states should be cooperating with their fellow border states in Mexico to figure out better economic um partnerships that would not only um, keep people on that side of the border if the only reason they was coming on this side was a lack of economic opportunities and possibly attract people from this country to maybe relocate there if they could bring different um, businesses and factories and different stuff like that. Um, and not just factories, um, you know, tech hubs and, and and different stuff like that. So, um, and I and I just feel like it's like it's a problem that people complain about, but nobody's looking at any kind of real solutions um, we send money to different countries for all types of different things and for some reason for like pretty much most of my adult life we haven't figured out a way to work with the Mexican government in a positive way to um, address this border crisis. And I understand that, like, it's not Mexicans. Like, they're like, yo, what you talking about, Sky? We cool. Like, these Guatemalans, these people come from Central America. Yo, I get that or whatever. But the fact that they will walk all the way from their country through your country. And did I say walk? You know, I just want to make sure I put that out there. Walk. Um, you know, through your country and some more countries to get to this country where opportunities, yeah, 
but this country struggling as well is amazing to me. And it's just amazing that we have like all this money to like to send, for example, to Ukraine. But you telling me that we couldn't partner with somebody in Silicon Valley to um, maybe build like a technology hub and with Juarez, that's across from El Paso, I believe. And that would generate construction jobs. And then it would, it would have pending higher paying jobs or whatever and have some of those jobs, you know, I guess portioned off for, you know, Mexicans, people fleeing warring countries and different stuff like that or whatever. We could do that across from New Mexico, from Arizona, as well as California. Um, there's um, a need for um, like produce, um, car parts. It's so many different things that um, could be manufactured um, just across the border to, um, to help that nation's economy as well as um, assist in helping the economy of Central America where we weren't just throwing money at stuff and not knowing where it was going. It was we giving money to like a corrupt regime or, or what have you. And the fact that like none of, and, and this is the thing, I ain't like this brilliant person. I'm, I'm, I'm just using common sense, especially when I see various states do it. Like it is parts of like Kentucky and Ohio that are that are pretty much like interchange in regards to like their their um economy and like their business district and, and things like that. And it's in it's other states that do the exact same thing. And the fact that and I know it's it's a more let's say red tape or, or whatever and, and, and some more hoops you maybe have to jump through. To, to do a, a federal exchange. But if you could um, write check after check to just pay for tanks and missiles and things like that. And, and I'm not here to um, litigate the Ukraine war or whatever. Um, but there's so many hypocrisies that I could bring up in, in, in regards to that or whatever. And, I, and, I, and I've spoken about it earlier and, and, and I don't want to um, like we litigate that as well but if we could just throw money at a way like that then we can um, direct money towards um, fixing or even if it's just to pacify a situation but instead we just make up these laws oh if you don't have this that and the other then you can't come across and then we send you back and then some maybe decide alright damn I can't get across but the majority then decide okay I'm going to try to find a way to sneak over 
and you know see what i could do over there and then i'll i'll try to come back and get you or i'll try to sneak the whole family over with me or or whatever and then that becomes a, a hazard or whatever so now you got border agents that should be like protecting the border but now they're possibly trying to save people in deserts or drowning in rivers and and all, and all kinds of different stuff or whatever because we can't get our act right and because we can't get our act right there's a report out of the new york post and i'm, I'm mentioning the new york post because it's the new york post oh my god but they say it's estimated that it, it's costing five million dollars a day to have to address the migrant crisis that's going on and just in that city alone five million a day so you got five million a day to house feed and 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 in some cases clothe people that aren't even from this country but you have people sleeping on your streets this is why like we have this this disconnect in this country and why like all working class people and you know progressives and poor people whatever they're not all banding together because like it is hard to make sense of a lot of things it's hard to say we can't build proper housing to make sure that no one sleeps on the street that is born and raised there for the most part. People have ID. A lot of people even work and then don't have a place to go home to. But when people come to this country illegally and put a strain on whatever municipality they decide to just come to we we automatically or automatically is maybe the wrong word magically probably a better word find these funds and these resources to um to take care of these folks i almost wanted to throw something at the tv when i i, I saw people complaining uh people um who are, who are being taken care of and i'm not saying they shouldn't be I'm not going there, but it's like, oh, um, I guess the money that they had to pay for hotels had ran out. And so they were moving them to a different facility. And you have people like complaining about like, you know, I don't know how I'm going to get to work and you know, they need to, you know, do a better job of, you know, moving us to a place that's um, more comfortable for us. And, oh, and, and I'm sitting here like, why should this private business that is no longer getting federal funds that pay for you to stay at their place be made? to allow you to stay there. I I I I I don't get 
the sense of entitlement when it comes to people who are being given stuff. That people who every day have to worry about their next meal, um, is it gonna be warm enough tonight? You know, where like I don't freeze to death. Um, is it gonna snow? Is it gonna rain? It's gonna be windy. Um, you know, am I in an area clear food where ain't a bunch of fucking rats and shit around? But yet, we find we find this money to to build these places and um, provide these people with food. And in some cases, you know, employment and, and, all, and all kinds of things. And it, it's just hard for me. I, I don't even say people like me. I'm going to just speak for myself. It's hard for me to sit here and then know what's going on in Skid Row. Um, in, in, in Chicago, in any, any big city and even some smaller cities all across America. Food banks, you know, being being strained, and we we just have to do a better job of finding a way to streamline stuff so that we can be this land of like opportunity and um, all of that. But we should be taking care of our own first. At any time that we designate funds to take care of migrants, there should be funds put aside to house um, X amount of people um, within that municipality's current homeless population. So, and and I, I don't see what's wrong with that. I, I don't see why that would be like politically unfavorable or anything like that. I just think that that's fair. And you can't say we can't afford it because we can afford when immigrants come here, when migrants come here. Once again, we magically find these funds um, magically find comfortable, comfortable places for them to live, good schools, all kinds of stuff. And we should be able to do that for people that are already here, man. And I don't understand, like, why that's such a big deal or why that seems to be such, like, a difficult, um, a difficult task to accomplish. So, yeah. Um, Fox News basically had, well, Rupert Murdoch, um, president of Fox News, had to basically admit that right after Election Day 2020, that um, the host on Fox News were endorsing lies from then-President Donald Trump about election fraud. 
and he did nothing to intervene to stop it. Instead, Murdoch, the controlling owner, followed the lead of the network's senior executives in sidestepping the truth for a pro-Trump audience angered when confronted by facts. Let me read that again. Instead, Murdoch, the network's controlling owner, followed the lead of the network's senior executives in sidestepping the truth for a pro-Trump audience angered when confronted by the facts. Later in the story, he was asked whether he could have told Fox News chief executive um, and the stars to stop giving airtime to Rudy Giuliani, a key Trump campaign attorney peddling election lies. Murdoch asserted I could have, but I did. Um, this is all part, and this is according to NPR.com, and this all came out um, of a deposition from the Dominion voting system lawsuit. Um, I think it's like $1.6 billion that they're um, suing for or, or what have you. And I, I bring this up to just talk about why... Like, being friends with Trump supporters is just a no for me. And I remember somebody was like, that I know was like, well, I don't, you know I'm not racist, guy, and I don't support any, any of the racist stuff that he does, but he has some good ideas and some good policies. And I'm like, but if the man is racist, then that is going to fuel a lot of his policies and they won't be beneficial for people that look like me. And here you have a man that's such a loser but has manipulated his followers to say, even though I know I lost, I'm going to say I won. And it's okay if you say it too. And if someone tells you that you're wrong, you have a right to be upset, to call them all kinds of names, and, and even worse. And here we have a major cable network that knew that their anchors were peddling or helping to peddle lies. And because if they didn't, a lot of the pro-Trump supporters that support the station would get mad and, and you know turn somewhere else who was. They decided it was more important to keep those viewers who wanted to hear the lie happy versus reporting versus their responsibility to report the news. 
What's that? Rihanna's song, Love the Way You Lie. I'm 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 speechless right now, um, but amazed at the same time that um, people are more in tune with the things inside them that move them from a racially superior. I guess feeling or or whatever, right? That they would support a dude and then be like, just say whatever and we cool with it. Like even to the point, right, to where a lot of them, a lot of his supporters got robbed. Um during the campaign because um, the the credit card system would change the one-time payments to recurring payments. And people were like $1,000 in before thousands of dollars in, excuse me, in before they even realized that they were erroneously um, Upgraded to, I guess, this next tier of, of of donor or whatever. And some, even though they were pissed and wanted their money back, even tried to blame it on other people and try to sue quietly to just get their money back, but not make so much noise about the fact that the orange the orange do rob them and rob them on purpose. Alright, I ain't gonna keep y'all no no longer or whatever. I just wanted to get back into the mix. Once again, man, sorry it's been so long, but just just disappointed, man, at at, at what moves my people and, and what doesn't. And the fact that, you know, tearing each other down motivates us more than standing up for what's right. Uh, you know, and I, and I don't even want to make a comparison because I, I still want y'all to stand up for that. So I don't even want to put that out there. But like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll be quick to try to embarrass one another. But when we see our people um, being oppressed or whatever, we're, we're, we're real quiet about that. Well, that don't have nothing to do with me. I ain't got nothing to do with those politics and blah, blah, blah. And I just think it's some sucker shit, for real. All right, but we'll be back next week with another episode, man. But in the meantime, make sure that you continue to support the, um, the whole network, as I know you have been, the Encourage and Inspire podcast, the Blackmail podcast. I believe they up to, like, episode 96, Ian Friends, Life and Love, and of course you're tuned in to Politrick with your boy Scott. Until next time, peace.